All right, before we get started, I just want to say a few words about our all-important sponsors of the Beyond Limits podcast. First of all, um, you know, we're all energized right now by Dovetail Coffee. Of course, yeah, of course. Find out what it means to find strength and connection at dovetailcoffee.com. You sound not energized at all. <laughs> Coffee has an adverse effect on me. It makes me focused and calm. Okay. <laughs> You should see me when I don't have any coffee. <laughs> and of course, uh, we have a new one to talk about. A new one? A new one. We have a new sponsor. We have a new sponsor. We're getting more money. We, yeah, a little bit more, maybe. <laughs> Depends if you know if our listeners go and contact our sponsors, we we do get more money. Yeah. Uh, but this is Who's actually it? Compass Law. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know Charlie Harrell over there at uh, Compass Law. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we love Charlie. Yeah, and and so you know. I've personally worked with Compass Law for a, quite a long time. I you mean, need to. A couple yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> you got you to gotta know your way. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Compass Law helps you know your way. Yeah. Look, Compass Law is a small firm. Charlie Harrell's a great, great attorney. Um, and uh, he's from big firms. And you get that big firm expertise, know-how, and advice and direction. But yep. you get it at you know small business rate. And, and that's what is really, really cool about Compass Law. What also is really cool is that, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show, is being legally strong is one of the most important things you can do for your business. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, not, if you're not legally strong, you're, you're susceptible to a lot of bullshit that will yep. fuck you. Yep. And when I play attorney, which I've been around enough attorneys where I think I can fucking go off and do it myself sometimes. Oh, no. Guess who this gets fucked? Guess who gets fucked? You. Every single fucking you. time I do that. You. Yeah, me. I get <laughs> fucked, and I don't want to get fucked. So anyway, CompassLawLLC.com. Go <laughs> check great. them out. They're great. Know your way. And of course, you know, Cascade Web Development. I mean, long-term Cascade, man. supporter of the Beyond Limits podcast and, and all the work that we've done in the past and even now today. Um, you know, check out, uh, go to... Um, Cascadewebdeb.com. I don't even have the copy in front of me. Brain freeze. Cascade has copy in front of him. Come on. I know. I couldn't find it though. Oh, that's because I'm looking at the show sheet right now. Hold on. Let me switch up the live read. All right. God damn it. Just fucking early. We're recording this early in the morning. You know, this kind of sucks. I mean, it's like 1030. Anyway, CascadeWebDev.com. Check them out and learn about Evergreen as a CMS. It's the best yeah. CMS I've ever used. Look, Even I can use it, so it, it, anyone can use it. Bonehead can fucking use it. It's <laughs> awesome. Man. But not any bonehead can make it <laughs> yeah. and create the modules that you need For on sure. your website so to true. grow your business. And so again, yeah, if you're not blogging about kittens, get a real website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CascadeWebDev.com. And um, Impact CFOs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, strong. The, the next most important thing to being legally protected is having your financial shit together. And yeah. what Impact CFOs does is they eliminate the noise. Yes. And there's a lot of data out there, but only some of it matters. Yeah. All right. Some True. of it matters. And you got to be dealing with the matter, the, the data that matters, the information <laughs> that matters. There you go. So get your financial shit together and go to impactcfos.com. That's impactcfo with an S. Dot com, and then um, Mazama Media. Yeah, the Spooks. Yeah, the Spooks. <laughs> well, you know how it is when you when you Google something and then you log into Instagram and you get the fucking ad for what you just Googled yesterday. Like, yeah, that's spooky shit. That, that is spooky shit. Well, go to MazamaMedia.com and find out how to get that going for your business because that shit works. <laughs> yeah, and we have no idea how to do it, but they do. <laughs> they do. They definitely do. Thank God we know somebody that knows how to do that. <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show.
This is Beyond Limits. All right, we're getting rid of problems. I don't like problems. We're getting rid of problems. Actually, I love problems. That's why I do what I do. I thought you were a problem solver. (laughs) (laughs) I would be bored as fuck if I didn't have these kind of problems, you know? Anyway, we're getting rid of the problems. We're moving through. Going backwards a little bit. Slimming down. Cutting it down. You can check out last week's show uh, where we really dive into detail about what those problems were, at least last week. Everything that's wrong with us on the daily. We dove into all of it. We dove into all of it. Yeah. And then we cried afterwards for a long time. But now we're not crying anymore. No, we're not crying anymore. Actually, um, just kind of... We're floating. along. Yeah. Yeah, we're floating. Yeah, exactly. We are floating. Um... Where can you check out last week's episode, though, Ben? Well, uh, you can go to benedl.com, B-E-N-E-D-T-L.com. You can go to iTunes. You can go to, I don't know, 50 other podcast apps, and you can go to so soundcloud.com yeah. slash benedtl. Yes. yes. Or Beyond Limits. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is. Just search Beyond Limits somewhere. Just You'll Yeah, just us. Google it. Yeah. You'll find us. We're out, we're out on the web. Uh, and, of course, you can also find us on Instagram, uh, ben underscore edel on Instagram, and What's your Instagram again? At more of Alex. How could you forget? <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's one of those days. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I want everyone to know it's one of those days. Um, but look, we got one problem left. Really? We Only got one? just one. Man. We're Ooh. profitable. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're we're profitable. <laughs> but look, when you cut everything into your business that yeah. doesn't make money, you become profitable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean. Okay. That is very important, though. You say it like it's nonchalant, but that, I mean, there's so much truth in what you're saying right now. No, no, it's it's true. We, but I, the only part that I, I missed is that you keep the profitable part of your business. Uh, <laughs> that's what you got to do. You don't cut that. You cut everything that's not profiting and yeah. that, that you aren't going to make profitable, that you yeah. can't make profitable. And you have to be able to decide, can I make this profitable or not? Yeah. And you got to look at the data and go, yeah. all right, what's, what's, what are, what's, what are the facts? Mm. You got to take an inventory. Yeah. But you do it on, you do it a pen and paper or on your word document or on your Excel spreadsheet or whatever. You just go, all right, what are the facts? Yeah. All right. These are the facts. Can so I, you legitimately have a, a document on your computer that has the facts? Yeah. That's I, cool. I, 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 I've learned to do this, um, yeah. you know, eight, nine years ago where you make an, a personal inventory. Like what mm. are the facts? I mean, I'm look, I'm a human personal being inventory. I like that. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human being. Right. So, so, so I have a, a massive amount of delusion. I'm also a f- kind of a fucked up human being. So I, I, and I know this about myself. I mean, I do. I mean, you've yeah. got to know speak where your you're truth. strong and where you're weak. And what millennials say, speak your truth, speak your truth. And yeah. that, that is, that is yeah. my truth. And I, I can see very clearly outside of me, but when I, when I, uh, even though I think about me most of the time and, and, and look at myself most of the time, it's still a kind of a blind spot. And so, I mean, I can call your shit out any day and see it pretty clearly, but yeah. mine, I'm like, I'm totally delusional yeah, half the time yeah. when, I'm, when I'm trying to figure out something that I'm in, mm-hmm. you know? And when you're in your business, you have to be able to step out and, and, and write down right in front of you what you believe the facts are. Yeah. And it really gets powerful when you share it with somebody who has no relation to your business whatsoever. Oh, that's scary. And just gives a shit about you and yeah. just says, all right, you know, look, I think you're delusional here. I think you're beating yourself up here. You're beating your business up here. I'm going to talk about that inventory, kind of the theme of the day. Yeah, I love it. Um, but, you know, we, we, I had to do that with Dovetail because, you know, I got ownership of it. Um, th- we were sitting there going, okay, what's really going on here? What are the yeah. facts? And we had, you know, three or four different business operations. And 
the feeling Way was many, we were spread thin, right? Yeah. And we get into that. We get we get all into that um, in in you know past podcasts. But I want you to have the context of for sure um, why we did what we did. We we ended up saying, look, we can't make these profitable. We have to just be humble and admit that um, we were ambitious um, in the wrong direction. And yeah. so as a company, we had to be ambitious in the right direction, get focused. And, and most of the symptoms of the problems, most of the problems we were facing were symptoms of a deeper problem. And so we're going to get into that later on in the, sh- in the podcast and, and simplify these, this, the complexities. It's kind of like with impact. They're, they're, yeah. you know, they eliminate the noise, but you have to eliminate the noise as well. There's a lot of things that could be a factor or that could be relevant um, leading into your business decisions. But the reality is, is that are they or are they not yeah. a factor? And yeah. really what you look at can sometimes change what the factors are. It's like we had a destination and we're, we're going there. We're walking there. Yeah. Um, and we were walking a lot. We're doing a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. But we were walking the wrong way. Mm-hmm. We were walking away from our destination. And so now it feels more like we're walking towards our destination. We're not walking the wrong way. It's maybe a little bit, we're walking a little slower than we were before. Um, But now it's like, instead of making um, an impact in uh, the wrong direction, we're making an impact in the the right direction. Right. That is very insightful uh, for you to say, because (laughs) first thing you have to do, especially if you're at the top of a business, you own a business, you have to set the direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes... In, in our shoes, we had to read, we have to reset the direction yeah, and redirect exactly, exactly, and make sure that it's the right way to go by getting out there and taking action toward that direction. And as we do that, we're getting a lot of momentum quick, quickly. And that means that it's probably the right direction for now. And yeah. that could change too. Yeah. And, and it will change. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, we're profitable right now, which is a huge thing. We went from being not profitable for years yeah. as a, as an organization 2008 <laughs> in two weeks became yeah. profitable. Yeah. But we're not out of the woods. We are not cash flow positive. So there's debt servicing and a lot of, of that debt is, is from the, is basically just the cause, the causality of yeah. going in the wrong direction and making the wrong choices in the past. And so we've got this debt servicing. So we're not cash flow positive quickly, but we're profitable. Can we touch on the difference between Cash flow positive and profitable. Yeah. So when you look at a, a PL, a profit mm-hmm. and loss or an income statement, mm-hmm. you're going to see a, a, a bottom net net, right? The net profit from operations. Yeah. Okay. N- a number of expenses are going to be put on your um, balance sheet. Let's say it's a capital outlay of some sort, it may go on your balance sheet. Okay. Um, debt servicing, paying, your, your, your paying off your debts, mm-hmm. paying your loans back um, is a balance sheet item. All right. It's okay. not a profit and loss item. It's it's so we're operationally profiting, but the cash flow statement will take your balance sheet and all the cash from your balance sheet and from your profit and loss or your income statement. And you can look at a cash flow statement that's going to, that's going to take those two things and combine it. So you're just looking at your cash flow and your cash balances. And we started the month and you'll know this, there's more about this in last week's podcast, but we started off this month with a negative cash balance of, you know, Ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and so even though that's not a huge amount of money, that's where we started. Um, and so 
you, you, you have to, we had to pull out of that. And we did, we pulled out of that. And mm-hmm. we, we went from negative balances to bouncing checks to being a, a positive account balances and paying the bills all in one Hell month yeah. because we got cash flow positive. Hell um, yeah. Now we didn't, we had to renegotiate with a bunch of different um, uh, de- uh, debtors that we have, but we, and we did that successfully and we're moving forward. I mean, obviously Thank there's goodness. leverage when you're facing debt. All right. There's yeah. leverage. You have the money. <laughs> they don't. They gave it to you. Yeah. So you have leverage. And um, if if I do, if we do owe you money and you're listening, don't take this the wrong way. Because <laughs> the reality is... Thanks for listening, by the way. Yeah. And thank you for listening. But <laughs> good point. But the reality is, is if they want to get their money back, the business has to survive. Yeah. And it has True. to get cash flow positive. Mm-hmm. And when it gets cash flow positive, as it gets cash flow positive they're going to get their money back and you have to promise them that. And they got to look in your eyes and I got to look in their eyes and say, we are going to fucking pay you back. You're going to get every fucking dime penny and nickel that's been promised to you. Mm -hmm. That's owed to you because it's your money. You're going to get it back. You're going to get it back only if we can survive and stay in business. Cause if not, we go bankrupt. You won't get that back. Yeah. Now, if we can survive and we can, and we can grow and get cash flow positive, you're going to get that back. And this is exactly how we're going to do this. And that's what today's show is about. Sweet. We're going to grow out of a hole. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, we're going to try to grow out of it, but yeah, we're in I, it now. I'm in the hole, yeah. Yeah, we're in the hole. Yeah. Hey, we're in the hole, that's but we're, we're profiting now. Yeah. All right? So it's easier now to make those payments, and we're renegotiating and restructuring some of that debt, which is fine. Companies don't do, do this in the small stage that we're at right now. They do it in, in big, big companies do this too. They restructure. Yeah. And they have to, they go through this. So it doesn't matter how big you are or how small you are. It, it just doesn't even matter. It's the same shit, different day, yeah. right? It, it, it could happen anytime. You make bad decisions over a period of time, you're going to fucking pay the piper for it. So have you been in this spot before? Yeah. Oh, cool. Good to know. Good I've been know. in it. I've been out of it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and this is just the way that it is. It's the way that it goes. And you got to be able to have, you got to maintain an optimism and you have to, you know, go out there and you have to, you have to do the hard things. Um, to fix it. I mean, dude, my job is turning businesses around, man. I'm yeah. fucking, I'm, I'm always in this goddamn position. Entrepreneur. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it, I'm used to it and, and, and it, and it always works out really. I mean, for the most part, it, it generally always works out. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, and that's what we're going to talk about today is, is, is it's time for us to grow, you know, dovetail, it's time for dovetail to grow and we've been growing sideways and we haven't been getting any traction. Yeah. So while we cut, you know, 30, you know, we cut probably 60, 70% of our revenue out through this restructuring process, but we became profitable with the little revenue that we have remaining. And that's the smart way to do it. When you grow sideways, you lose money, you lose traction, you don't get anywhere. You just, you just get spread thinner and thinner and thinner. And then you owe everybody in the world and you go bankrupt. Don't want that. No, we don't want that. So we've gotten rid of those big major problems and we have one problem left. And that one problem is we're not making enough revenue to be cash flow positive. But we're not far away either. Right now, at this point, after this month is over, it's now June 1st. Yeah. We're only eight thousand dollars a month away from being cash flow positive. Eight thousand dollars a month away. Okay. Which means if we go out and we get, I don't know, four more cafes to carry Dovetail, four more cafes, we're cash flow positive. Four. Now, Portland, 
was rated. I can't remember who did this. It was about a month ago. It was the hipster thing. It was the hipster thing, right? Do you remember? Was that? I was on Oregon Live ultimately, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, it was Oregon Live was probably involved. Someone else probably involved, but it's rated uh, Portland the number one hipster. Number two? Number two. There was a. Is it Berlin or something? No, it was in London. There was a town, Uh, not London is obviously a city, but in England, there was this little town in England that beat us out. Of course. But Seattle was like number seven or five or something like that. Yeah. Portland's number two in the world. And they, one, of the, one of the things they based it on was how many cafes per 100,000 people. Yeah. And Port, I mean, th- there's so many cafes. There's probably 5,000 cafes in Portland. Within like a block of me, there's probably 5,000 cafes. And we can get four. <laughs> so we're all feeling pretty optimistic. Um, but I think as we're going through this process, I think what's really important to share is that We've now cut, we've solved, we've, we've, we've gotten rid of the problems, we've focused on the negative. But in order to grow, we have to do one thing first and foremost, and that's look at our strengths. Yes. And I believe that as much as I have a tendency personally to look at the negative, which I do, mm-hmm. and look at the negative at, at, at our company and, and try to solve those negatives, the best, the best thing we can do, the really best thing we can do is look at our, our, our strengths at this point in time, now that we've gone through that horrible process of, of changing everything over and, and, and God, cutting everything, nuts. and it was, it was, was painful and hard for, for everybody. Um, but we've gone through that, and now we got to look at, all right, what do we got? Let's count what's left. What do we have? And so we have to understand our strengths, especially when we're competing in a highly commoditized market in the, the second most saturated city for coffee roasters and coffee cafes in the world. Yep. Um, we are going up against a huge amount of established um, competitors. And so the big boys, the, the, they're, they're all big. Yeah. I mean, they're all bigger. I mean, most of them are bigger compared to us. I, mean, I think we don't really know like how many pounds a week all of our competitors out, out in, in, in Portland are doing, but we do know that we're probably somewhere maybe in the middle of the, of the average. You could see us in the median. If you, you know, take, right if you take Stumptown out yeah. um, and, and you look at, you know, sort of the top bigger ones like Hart and Kova and some of those guys, and then you, and then you put us, we're probably somewhere in the middle at this point, Yeah, which isn't a bad place to be, but we got to look at our strengths. And, as I started doing this, I, I actually was preparing the show this morning early, mm-hmm. and I was looking at what are our strengths so that I can actually tell the audience what our strengths are and, and what are they really. So I made this inventory, and I listed it out, and as I did that, I started to get this feeling of gratitude. And I'll tell you, I came in here about 5.45 this morning, Yeah, pretty negative. <laughs> That's just, how, just feeling, just yeah. feeling like it's a battle because it's a fucking battle. I, I mean, if I came here at five forty-five in the morning, I'd be negative too. Well, I mean, I was up at four, four <laughs> yeah, something. You're up a little earlier than from me. bad dreams and and panic attacks. But oh the God. the the reality was is that is that I I just sort of came in and I was like, okay, we're recording a show today. You know, there's some work I got to do. And yeah. But but as I started making this list of the strengths, I got this feeling of gratitude. I went, oh man, this is good. Mm-hmm. This is better than I think. And, and it goes back to that delusional thing, right? Yeah. When you do yeah. that inventory, you can kind of see in front of you what it really, what's this really- This is what I got. This is yeah. what I got. Yeah. This is what we're working this with my here. squad. This is who we are. This <laughs> yeah. is what we have right now going for us. And, and, and this is where we need to put my mind. I need to put my mind on this if on I'm going to change how I feel. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go out there and grow this business 
if I don't, if I feel negative about it, if I feel negative in general, and I'll tell you right now, if you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, you're, you, this, you, you, I know, you know what I'm talking about right now. I know, you know what I'm talking about to the whole world. You have to put on a front and an act, but it, you, you, it, it doesn't feel right. And doesn't work right when it's a front and when it's an act mm-hmm. and things are up and down. This is a fucking roller coaster ride. It, it, they all are. It always will be. We're on the ride. We like being on this ride. If we weren't on this ride, we'd be like, fuck this. I want to get back on that ride. Even though when we're on the ride, we're like, I want the ride to be over. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 that's the feeling it is. But I know that if I put myself out off this ride, I'm going to want to be back on it. And, and that's just the way it is. So I accept yeah. that. But I'll tell you about our strengths. We have a superb product. Yeah. And I don't want this to Delicious. sound like a, a, an infomercial, but it, it, it is. We have an absolutely superb product. We compete very well against the best roasters in this city very well. Absolutely. And that's a fact. Um, and our product is very well received. We've gone out to market of choices, right? I'm hitting all the market of choices and we, we want to get into market of choice. And the company was in market of choice uh, in 2016 and 15, but they just didn't know what they were doing and they didn't understand retail and they didn't understand sell through. They didn't have the capabilities and the strengths that we have now as a company. And so they failed. And it's been really hard to get us back into retail, but now we're making inroads in and, and we've gone all over Eugene, we've gone to Bend, we've gone all over Portland and the market of choice uh, buyers, the, the, they're very, very impressed with our product and our brand. And that goes to the next thing, which is brand power. I mean, we have a lot of brand power. We have a scalable brand. Of course, it was, it was made in partnership with the Spark Tank and you can learn about them at thesparktank.com. Mm-hmm. Um, those guys are, are, are genius um, branding agents and um, we work very well together and you know of course they did Edel and they've done a whole bunch of other stuff too together and and we have a real strength there um and we have sales skill we have sales skill i mean i have sales skill i'm a sales guy yeah that's what i do i mean i everything that i've ever been able to accomplish has been about my ability to sell yeah since i was a wee little baby <laughs> i could sell and so you know that is a huge, huge advantage, knowing how to sell. Because we're going to go out, and I can go out, and I can sell against Stumptown. As much as I respect Stumptown and love Stumptown and have been inspired by Stumptown. And I used to have a, ca- a cafe that was a, a Stumptown shop, and they were, they were the, absolutely the best roastery ever. I mean, mm-hmm. without question. I would never switch from them. But now I'm going to go out and try to get people to switch from them. So just Stumptown, you know, I'm coming after you World now. goes we're, around. Dovetail's coming World after you. World goes around. The fight is on. But I think we're going we're gonna to compete very favorably um, to them. And, and um, we have a very similar brand s- scalability. Their brand is very different than our brand. But like Stumptown, Dovetail has um, a very universal um, attraction to it. And it's not about how good our coffee is. It's about who we are and who you are. And, and yeah. we want to be together and we're creating strength and connection. And that's what our mission is. And I love that mission. It means something to me. Mm-hmm. I love being able to, to, to play a role with like hope squared and like going after some of these smaller, great nonprofits with such a great cause and being able to help them grow and be a part of that. And, and I don't know, man, like, I think it's a huge blessing and yeah. I love that strength and connection part of our brand because um, when we bring it, we have cafes that carry us right now, like yeah. Museum Grinds at the Portland Art Museum and you can, they have a public entrance on 11th Ave and you can just go right down there and walk in get and a get a dovetail. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah. and it's amazing, but we connect them and we give them, we're able to help them with their company and they help us with our company and you know, we have this connection and we really want to build that and, and it's just really gratifying. We have marketing skill um, as well. And, yeah. and 
that supports our sell through and um, creates demand. And, 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 you know, we got good millennial here marketing for us and, and yeah. doing that work and it's and very effective. We do, uh, you know, and you're touching on our, our partnerships with nonprofits earlier. We do something that's really unique that I, you know, I've never heard of before and I've never seen before, but I'm, mean, again, I'm pretty new to the game, but, uh, I, I, take the lead on our, all of our nonprofits and basically go out and share their stories. And it's kind of this partnership that, yeah, it does come down to dollars in one sense, but at the same time, it's like, we really try to help market them as well. And, and the like, message. And yeah. And I have an experience, I have experience in journalism. I did, uh, you know, I wrote for the, for the newspaper when I was in college and I've always been, I did some freelance work for the Orange, Orange County Register down in uh, Los Angeles mm -hmm. back in the day. So it's like I really love to write. And so it's like finding me in in a role as a marketer where I'm able to share people's stories and do cool stuff like that. And so it's not just about, you know, the usual stuff, giving them money. You know, it's the, our, our relationships are actually – it's really cool and unique. And um, it's been awesome for me to talk to people and learn about their lives and share with them and help them and – ways. So yeah, I mean, that's just one, one of the aspects of our marketing that I really think is cool and unique that you don't see a lot of people handling it that way or even thinking about it that way. So. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. And a lot of it too, like to add to what you're saying is that storytelling element to, it, we're not just giving them money when you buy something. All right. That, 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 that to us that is does the, happen, the, the but, least, yeah, the least important factor. But the most important factor is, is that we're telling the stories of the everyday heroes yeah. That are that are getting through something terrible mm -hmm. and doing it with like grace and 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 um and strength and ins and it's inspiring and we want people to be inspired and and that's the strength and connection, right? We, like look at these people going through blood cancer and they're they're not defeated. They're fighting it. They're getting over it. They're yeah. it's going into remission and they're taking their lives back and we're telling these stories or these young girls that are like, I don't want to have an abortion, but I also don't want to give it up for adoption and I think I can do it or they don't think they can do it, but then there's a uh, an organization like Hope Square that says, you know what, you can do it. Yeah. And it's going to be hard, but we're going to help you figure that out and be successful and be a successful parent and have a successful life. And I know people I'm touched by that because people very close to me have been in that situation and they're the strongest women I've ever known in my life today. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I love that what they're doing. Um, and everybody doesn't like them cause they're like the, the right wingers are like, why are you having sex? And the left wingers like, why aren't you just having an abortion? And so it's like this, nobody, you know, they're kind of out on their own. Anybody that thinks I'm going to make a go at this. Yeah. And but realistically, I mean, and we talked with Hope Squared and they're all saying the same thing. This isn't a, a partisan issue. What this is, is people need help. And, you know, they're they're helping uh, teens who, you know, are, are pregnant. And it's like people should just want to help them because they need help. <laughs> there shouldn't be an issue about politics. It shouldn't be partisan. There, so. there needs to be a third option. Yeah. And so, we, you know, this these issues and these organizations, they matter to us. And, and hopefully we matter to them. Um, another thing that we have really strong is technology. All right. I mean, I come from a, as a some good shit. Yeah. We, you know, I come from a, um, a, a serial entrepreneur background where I founded a software company. Then I founded a consumer products company. And so when I came into dovetail, I was like, man, our website needs to behave like a software to make the management of your ordering and your coffee accounting and your bill paying all it needs to be automated and it needs to have 
added value. And so we have this really great investment, which we made through Cascade Web Development, um, where we built and we were continuing to build a, basically a software platform that helps cafes manage their business. Yeah. I mean, it's built around coffee. And so we have online training. We have, um, you know, automated ordering. It's so cool. Mobile, all that stuff. It's so cool. Anyway, um, no other roasters in Portland have that, not even Stumptown. Mm-hmm. And so we actually have an offering that gives us an edge when we're going in and selling against any of our competitors. And we've invested in that at the outset. Another thing, we have financial clarity and we have scalable financial systems. Most businesses this size, the owner is spending 80% of his time writing checks and figuring out bills and reviewing um, invoices and doing the billing. But because we have impact CFOs, I don't have to do any of that. I can focus all my time and energy on growing the fucking business and getting out there and getting in front of cafes and getting in front of retailers and saying, hey, here's our shit. What do you think? There you go. Give me a yes or a no. Maybe. No maybes. I said yes or no. Give me yes or no. Tell me no, motherfucker. Tell me no. Yes. I'm in. Good. (laughs) Let's move on. But but with impact CFOs, we can do that. Um, And then finally, think about all the deals that have gone on in the last few months. I don't want to. All the deals. (laughs) Some really fucking bad deals and and, and some really, really good deals. But at the end of the day... I haven't been making those decisions in a vacuum. I've been working with Compass Law and Charlie Harrell. And Charlie has had nothing but our company's back. And he's made sure that. that even in the fine lines and, 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 and you know, in between the lines and, and everything is, we're protected. Yeah. Nobody can take this away. Our capitalization is strong. Um, we're very fundable. Our legal structure is, is, is strong. I have the power I need to have. And like there's a huge sense of security in that our IP is protected. You know, there, there's a huge sense of security in that, that I don't have to worry about that. Now, if our legal system was flawed or shaky or on shaky ground, imagine the change, the transition of ownership and all these things, it could be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And we may not make it. So fundamentally the legal structure is so critical to being able to get through something like this and do it successfully. You have to have all your eyes dotted, T's crossed, and and and, and nothing missed. Yeah. Um, so that you're well protected, and we're in that position. So, um, as I went through all of that, I thought, damn, we're strong. Yeah. You should have a fat smile on your face. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like if you own a house, and you're like, you buy this house, and you're going, all right. You know, we paid all this money for this house and, and, and um, you know, got to, you know, we really want to remodel the kitchen because that's going to add a lot of value. And then you find out that your plumbing is fucking 80 years old and it's falling apart and you have to redo all your plumbing. So did you this, take did this happen to you. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> so you got $20,000 that you could put into your kitchen and your bathrooms that, that make it valuable to, to where you get an, an ROI. But you find out you got to fucking have the right, your, your plumbing's fucked up. And so you got to put $20,000 into all new, pl- all new pipes. And that's what buyers fucking expect. They expect the plumbing to just work. I mean, you did too when you went in there to buy that house. And so like, it's, not, it, it, it's one of those things where you, know, you want to put money into the things that, that gives you immediate return and immediate value. But what happens is, is that if you don't do that stuff, if you don't make sure the shit like your fucking plumbing works... You're going to get, you're going to, while you're in the middle of a, uh, of a remodel, you're going to end up going, oh shit, we got to fix the plumbing. 
And and now everything's a shit show because you have to go back and fix the plumbing and your kitchen's going to go, you know, two more months without being fixed. And you're going to be eating pizza and, and, and take out for another two more months. Like you, you have to fix the fundamental things first. Yeah. And we've done that. So now I got to go out there. We got to go out there yeah. and we got to sell against the pressures of a negative cash flow, which is a whole nother challenge. Sounds scary. Well, it's, it's, a mental, it's a mental battle. Okay. You're an athlete, right, Alex? Yeah, I try to be. You're, ba- you're baller. <laughs> I, can, I can shoot. You're baller. <laughs> you're one of those quick guards that shoots and just, you can, no matter what you do, scream, yell, put your hand in your face, you just psh, every yeah. time. Yeah. Actually, I shoot better with a hand in my face. <laughs> 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 okay, I know exactly the type. <laughs> but you got to go out there and you got these pressures and it's like, this goes back to that gratitude list. Yeah. And it's been told to me by one of my sales mentors in the past that you got to sell like you have a million dollars in the bank. That's the only way to do it, right? Mm. And, 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 and wait, wait, really? Because does that create a sense of urgency if you had a million dollars in the bank? No, it, you, you, you cannot, you have, to, you have to keep it, you can't let the delusion of your situation interfere with what you're and how you're selling. You can't be desperate. You can't be chasing. What do you do if you chase a dog? What does a dog do? Runs away from you. And fuck yeah. What if you do what do you do when you look at a dog and start running away from the dog? I think it runs after you. It does. It chases you. <laughs> I mean, that, it's just, it's, it's like mammal behavior, man. I mean, it, predator behavior. And um, I look at it like I'm, a, I'm actually out hunting and I get my shit together and I got my samples and I got my sales material and I got all this stuff figured out and I just go out and hunt. All right. And you know, it's, 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 I like it. it's pretty fun. It's a mentality. It's a mentality and, yeah. and you're going to shoot and miss and, and, um, shit, sometimes I shoot back, but, um, <laughs> you, you got to get out there and hunt. I, uh, I made a basketball uh, analogy last episode I'm going to do it again, but you already did. But, um, for me, like you said, uh, I like to, I'm a shooter, you know, I mm-hmm. like, to, I like to shoot, but some days when you're hitting, when you're on the three point line, your shots just not falling. That's it's right. It's not going in. But your mentality always has to be next one is going in. No yep. matter you could have missed twenty five in a row. Next one's going in and all of a sudden the last ones that you all missed don't matter anymore. And I feel like that's gotta be your mentality here too. Mm-hmm. You have a million dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. The next shot is gonna go in mm-hmm. no matter what, because you know that you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And even if you miss a bunch, you gotta realize that's part of the motions. Statistics say there's 3,000 ca- cafes in a block. Yeah. I'm going to get one of them. Yeah, I'm going to get one of them. And we got to find out what that is, right? And you're so, so, so right, dude. You, 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 you have to be, you, you got to get the no. You know, in sales, productivity is measured, at least from my perspective, it's measured in closed sales. And that doesn't mean wins. There's wins and losses. But if you get a closed loss, that's just as productive to me as a closed win. What you don't want are maybes. Yeah. Hit me up next week. Mm. You know, you want them to say, listen, if I, I want you to try the product, but I'll give you this to you. This is a $16 bag of, of, of phenomenal product. It's good merchandise. I'm going to give this to you. And in exchange for that, you're going to tell me after you try it whether you want it or you don't. Yeah. And what's happening is, is so far they've all came back and they said we want it. Mm-hmm. But now it's a matter of getting it in, integrated in. Let's implement it. So, um, that's how you move through a sales cycle. If they tell me no, I'm stoked about that. Okay, great. Thank you very much. And now I'm not, I don't have to waste energy on you anymore. And I'm moving towards those yeses. 
But before you even get involved at all with the sales process, there's a couple things I want you to think about. At least I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about and share that with you. That is, first, you have to have a structure. Well, let me, let me go back. Before that, you have to think about it in terms of scale. Because what I'm doing right now is what I have to do. I'm doing what I have to do. I've got to get in there and I've got to grow this business to a point where uh, we, we, get, we get the $8,000 plus we get a base salary in the bank for our first salesperson. Because selling is a full-time job. It's a momentum job. Success is based on momentum and being available. And if you own a business, you got to clear your fucking plate, clear it out and focus 100% on sales the best you can. You got to put 40 hours a week and 50 hours a week on sales. And then the other, then you got to have like 10 hours, 15 hours a week on administrative stuff that you got to deal with. But that's what I've been doing over the last couple months is going, all right, I'm going to get my plate cleared out. I'm going to make sure everything's delegated over to everybody else so that I can focus on sales. And then I'm going to get out of selling but I'm going to get a great person to sell and I'm going to pay them a great salary and a great commission structure. Um, and that's my strategy. And then after that, I can really start growing that business because then I'll be doing the growth work as a CEO should, and I'll have sales, the sales operation going. So you got to think about it in terms of scale. And so as I'm doing this right now today, I'm building it to be scalable so that I can hand it off to somebody else. And that's the key strategy here. It's not a tactic. That's a strategy. I'm building this thing to be scalable. The whole thing about the dogs running and chasing, that's all <laughs> tactics. <laughs> Just so you know, it's all tactics. So the first thing we got to do if we want to grow out of this hole is we got to focus. And we did that. We got everything cleared out. We got all our distractions solved. And now all our company has to do is sell. And that means that um, I'm taking all of our resources, our marketing effort, our website, our sales material, our, everything's designed around getting cafes and getting retail. That's what we're doing right now. When, as we onboard retail and onboard cafes, we'll start to slowly migrate that back to um, sell-through effort. <clears throat> and so another thing you got to do first, too, is you have to structure the offering, okay? So that means that what am I actually selling? If you ever worked in sales for, some, for another company, like a big company, when you sign on, they got everything there for you. They got the contract, they got the sales material, they got the training, they got the, the, um, the features and benefits. Everything's fucking structured, all right? Because you, you, people are not buying, I've said this before in, 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 in pre previous shows, they're not buying coffee, they're buying, um, they're buying revenue, right? They're, if, uh, from a wholesale channel standpoint, channel sales standpoint, they're buying revenue from you. That's ultimately what they're paying for. And so they got to, you have to have a program that they can make a profit on. And so we built all that stuff up. We got our pricing models. We got, it's all really wowy too. We got like, you know, sales spreadsheets with images of the product and it's just super cool. Um, and then we have um, the sell through benefits, the marketing support, um, the operations value, all the things that we're bringing to our cafes and our, and our retail partners. Um, we're bringing them a ton of value. It's not just coffee, it's strength and connection, right? So we're, we're tying that all to the brand. Um, and then you've got to manage the sales effort. Even if it's just me, I got to manage it. And management means I'm tracking it. I've got a CMS, which is just a fucking Excel spreadsheet, but it's pretty cool. And I can sort and I can look at it and I'm moving things week to week, month to month from the, from the, um, through the sales cycle in that spreadsheet into close win or close loss. And I'm going to track and I'm going to find out, is it every 10 cafes do I talk to? Do we get in every 20? <coughs> excuse me, 
Um, if it's every 20 that we close, then that means every, then that means it's a numbers game in sales. I got to hit, if I want to close three a month, I got to hit 60 cafes a month and build that pipe that way so that we can get three new cafes a month. So it's just, it's just math, man. Sales is just for the most part, it's math, but the management of it is super critical because again, you got to understand what's going on. And, and if you're not tracking what's happening, then, then you're not going to know what your key numbers are to be able to get out and be successful to have productivity in your sales effort, which you're going to use that. I'm going to use that very same um, management style when I hire a salesperson. I'm going to go, all right, you got to hit this many people. How many are hitting? Boom, 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 boom. Done, done, done. It's simple. All right. So you got to manage that. And again, I already said that you got to close, go for closes, win or loss. Either one is a, is a close sale. That's your effort. Um, and then you got to have marketing support, right? Marketing has to support the sales effort first and foremost. And so those two, those two heads, those two, the right and left arm, they have to be on this on in unison and there has to be synergy and there has to be um, a, a, a connection to where that marketing effort that's being done, the real tangible posts and emails and you know stories and everything else, they have to ultimately support that sales effort. And when that happens, um, you get really good traction. Um, my wife worked for uh, works for a company and and it got bought out. And prior to that, she had the hardest time selling. It was she's a great salesperson. Knows her industry very, very well. Um, but the, one of the things I noticed was that the company, the corporate company, did not support anything from a marketing standpoint. They were doing no marketing. <clears throat> and it was really frustrating. But then when it got bought out and it transitioned to another company, um, the marketing arm turned up. They created some new products. They got Instagram up and running and it's killing it. And it's so much easier for her now. She's making, it's just so much more, she still works her ass off, but it's like, she's got that marketing support. It makes all the difference in the world, right? You got to have that. Um, and then you got to clear your plate. You got to clear your plate. If you're going to, right now, what I'm doing is I'm going out, we're a three person company, went from an 18 person company to a three person company. Yep. And I've got to get out there and get my get my shoes dirty, dude. Hell yeah. And so um, I, I'm going to be telescoping in from a different place, going in and executing a job function. And I can't let that distract me from being the leader and setting the direction. But I also have to trust that the direction has been set correctly. And I got to get out there and clear my plate um, and make sure that I can focus on this and get us to that next level before I can telescope back out. Like permanently, right? Um, and so you got to clear your plate and there's going to be a lot of, of issues that are going to continue to occur from our current cash flow, uh, negative cash flow problem. And I can't focus on that shit. Like you just have to let it be. Yeah. You got to let, uh, got to have unresolved issues. Priorities. Yep. Because there's one fundamental problem. The symptoms cannot distract me. So yeah. if you see me distracted by symptoms, remind I'll me of what you said. Dude. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, that's what we're doing right now, man. And I'll, yeah. I'll keep you guys posted. You know, we'll keep everybody posted on, on how this goes. Yeah. Yeah. And where can you uh, find new episodes of Beyond Limits? Well, you can find new episodes of Beyond Limits on BenEdel.com. <laughs> Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can. And, um, you know, I don't know where you are at right now. I don't know what, where you're at with your stage of your business or your company. Um, but this is where Dovetail is at. 
and I've been here, I've been prior, and I've been after. And I can tell you right now that it's very interesting to be here again because um, I've been here before. And it is very, it can be very scary to have to, to go out and bring and, and, and do the, the effort and, and say, here's what I got. And talk to people you don't know. Walk in cold because that's what we're doing. That's what I'm doing. And it's really scary. But you have to just go do it. And you can't worry about the outcome. You can't worry if they say your product's shit or you're an asshole or why are you bothering me? You just go out there, you smile, and you show up. And you find them on Instagram, you find them on LinkedIn, you do your research so that when, if you do get a, talk to a decision maker, you know what you're talking about, that you know something about them. Yeah. And, and you can't worry about it, but you just have to go out and take the actions. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm a sales guy, but I'm not a sales person. Um, I don't necessarily like the sales job. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an introvert. And so it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really like talking to people all fucking day. I mean, I'll <laughs> tell you right now, I don't like it. It's very, it's very draining for me. But you got to do what you got to do. So that's part, of, uh, that's part of owning the business. You got to get out there and do what you got to do. And you got to just get a clear head and get out there and do it. So go out there and fucking do it.